Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Faithfully Her. Um, before we do anything, I just want to um, just say thank you guys for being with me. Thank you to all the subscribers, the people who are tuning in on Spotify and listening. I really do appreciate you 100%. Um, I have been super busy working like a 50 hour week and getting things together for the the business now that faithfully her is now an llc there's a lot of things that i want to do with it so i've been working on that a lot as well as trying to keep content fresh for the show so thank you for bearing with me thank you for staying um staying with me if you guys ever want to reach out to me for a show topic or likes, dislikes, ideas, anything, please email me faithfullyher at gmail.com. You can also leave your comments down below. Please like and subscribe to the channel. Um, again, we are on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you can get your podcast from, you can find Faithfully Her there. So please um, join in at any given time and let me know. You can also reach me on Facebook, which is Faithfully Her, as well as um, Instagram, which is the same handle, Faithfully Her. So you can reach me and contact me in numerous ways. And again, thank you so much for just sticking it out with me and being a part of this journey with me. And so today I wanted to talk about spring cleaning. Um, it's springtime, it's starting, to, the weather is starting to change, people are starting to go through their basements, their attics, their closets, they're giving things away, they're throwing things out, they are spring cleaning. And I know for me, when I um, think of spring cleaning, because spring cleaning is something that we basically do annually, right, that springtime clean, so we're emptying out all of the things we have accumulated over the winter, we're cleaning things up, reorganizing, right? So for me, I immediately think of washing down my walls and my baseboards, um, cleaning my windows and my window seals, shampooing my carpet, and things of that nature when I think of spring cleaning. I'm cleaning out my dresser drawers, I'm rearranging my closets, um, and just maybe going through papers or documents or mail that has come because I have a real bad habit of getting mail and just tossing it to the side. <laughs> um, I barely open my mail. So, um, you know, my spring cleaning involves me going through the mail and seeing like how many notifications or letters or documents have I received from a, spe a specific place and then throwing out the excess and keeping what is needed and throwing everything else away. And I guess because I operate off of my calendar and my phone and automatic payment drafts, I just don't pay attention to mail too much because I know what I owe. I know who I owe it to and I know how I'm paying it. So I don't go through mail a lot. Um, so that's also a part of my spring cleaning. But when I was thinking about spring cleaning, I went to think a little bit further into a spiritual cleansing. So, you know, we have our annual or our normal uh, worldly type form of spring cleaning. But what about a spiritual spring cleaning? How do we go about cleansing our spirit and inviting, getting rid of the old and inviting in the new? So um, I got into the Bible and I was looking at some scriptures 
because a spiritual cleansing is way more important than a physical house clean, you know, making sure that your spirit is cleansed, your heart is cleansed, your mind is cleansed, and that you're able to start things anew is very, very, very important. And so I saw in Psalms, the 51st chapter, the 10th verse, it says, create in me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. So when we meditate on this scripture, um, we're asking the Lord for an internal clean, cleansing our heart, our mind, and our spirit so that we can go into the presence of God with pure and sincere hearts, as it states in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, 22nd verse. Um, it kind of says that our guilty consciences, our guilty conscience has been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. So that goes back to, you know, the Lord dying on or Jesus Christ dying on the cross for us to cleanse us of our sins, to give us a second chance at rebuilding our relationship with the father and creating in us and taking that burden of sin away from us. So he took the burden of sin away from us and wore it on his back. And so we can have a fresh and a clean start. So that's part of our spiritual cleansing. So, you know, meditate on that. Get on your knees and ask God for that. Lord, please create in me a clean heart, a clean mind, and a clean spirit. Renew in me a clean spirit so that I can go forward in the way you would have me to go in this world. Um, this form of cleaning goes beyond what can be seen or heard. It dwells into our thinking process, which ultimately cleanses our tongues and our actions. So our thinking process, so if we're thinking positive thoughts and good thoughts and thoughts of God help heal me, God cleanse me, God deliver me, then that changes the way we speak because now we're thinking in a more positive way. We're thinking in a more healthier way. So the things that we're going to speak and put out into the world are going to be healthy, positive thoughts. Um, when our hearts are are clean and our mind is clean, the negative thoughts and speech will no longer be a part of what we do or say to ourselves, about ourselves, as well as to others. So if I am putting positive things into my mind and into my spirit, then I'm not waking up saying, oh my God, look at these blemishes. Oh my God, look how fat I am. Oh my God, look how much weight I gained or, oh, my hair is thinning or whatever. I'm not going to think those negative thoughts. Instead, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to say, thank you, Jesus, for waking me up to a new day. Thank you for this start. Thank you for everything you've blessed my life with. You know, my hair may be thinning, but thank you, Jesus. I still got hair on my head. Um, you know, I may have blemishes, but thank God I, I can afford the makeup to cover it up. You know, you're going to change that thought pattern and it's not going to be so negative and down on yourself because, you know, um, part of our cleansing is changing the way we see ourselves. We talk to ourselves. We love ourselves. That's all a part of a healthy heart and mind, which creates a better spirit within you. So, you know, think about that too. You know, you, you don't want to just be walking around thinking negatively and downly of yourself because then you're frowning all the time. It's hard for somebody to lift your spirits up because you're so down on your own self. So if we think better and more positive about who we are as an individual, then it allows us to be better when we go out into the world. Um, 
where was I? As it states in Luke, the sixth chapter, the 45th verse, the good man brings good things out of the good good that's stored up in his heart. When cleansing your heart and mind, as with spring cleaning, one must remove the garbage in your mind, toss it out and make room for good. We do this by feeding our minds with the word of God and therefore replacing negatives with God's word, which invites the Holy Spirit in. So we all have baggage. We all have things, whether it's from your past or whatever, we all have this baggage that we're that we're logging around with us. So what this is saying is that if we remove the garbage in our minds, remove those negative thoughts, remove move those ugly things that we've heard growing up. Oh, um, I used to hear you're too dark to wear pink or you're too dark to wear a bright yellow. You're too dark or, oh my God, she, she has such a pretty smile to be so dark. I used to hate when people say that. Like, so what is my smile supposed to be like? It never made sense to me. Or um, when people would come up to my mom and say, oh, she's dressed so cute to be such a dark little girl. Like, I hated that because it's almost like, what do you expect me to look like? But the thing is, is we carry that around. It wasn't until like my adult years that I started wearing non-solid colors like a pink or bright yellow or orange or something. It wasn't until like my adulthood I ventured out into those colors because in my head, I had that baggage telling me that I was too dark for these colors or dark little girls don't wear bright colors or whatever. So for me, I have to get that negative baggage out of my mind and start thinking differently and start saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what my skin tone is. I'm beautiful in anything because God made me and God made me beautiful. So I could put on orange, I could put on yellow, I could put on blue, pink, whatever. And I'm going to represent it well because my beauty from within shines through. So I had to change my mindset. I had to stop thinking negative. So I had to toss out the negative baggage, the negative garbage and get it out of my mind and replace it with healthy, positive thoughts that, you know, I found in the encouragement of the word. So the more I fed myself God's word, the better I began to feel about myself and the easier it was for me to remove the negative garbage that was lingering around in my head. Second Corinthians, the 10th chapter, fifth verse says that we should demolish arguments set up against the knowledge of God and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Change your thought patterns and find the meaning and lessons that Christ would have for us. Stop doubting and questioning God's word and absorb it so that you build your knowledge and faith in God. This will make your spirit and your heart strong. So, and going from taking out the negative baggage and, and changing my thought process and my patterns, um, I also had to stop saying, well, God, why me? Or, you know, God, your word said that you would never leave me, but I'm alone right now. Or, you know, just finding those little arguments. I, I've heard people question the word of God, you know, uh, or who wrote the Bible or the, the Bible changes its literation or is due is open to interpretation and people interpret it the way they want to. And they want to argue the word of God and call it truth. They want to argue what the Lord is, is willing for us and say that that's not true or that's not what it is or whatever. And 
I implore you to please stop arguing the word of God. We don't know why God does what he does. We don't always know what his purpose is for us. And it's not always for us to know some things. All we need to know is to be obedient. If God said move two steps to the left, then move two steps to the left. It doesn't always have to be, well, why do I have to move two steps? Why can't I move three? Why does it have to be left? Why can't I go to the right? Like, just stop arguing everything with God and just be obedient to his word. I could put up arguments about certain things, but, you know, I don't want to do that because I want to be obedient to what God has told me to do. I don't always understand what God is telling me or why God is telling me to do a certain thing. But you know what? It's not for me to understand. It's just for me to do it. And the understanding will fall out later. Um, at one point in time, I was, you know, being led to do, to go down a different career path. And I'm like, well, Lord, that's not what I went to school for. I want to do this. I want to, you know, do this with my, my degrees or my careers or whatever, whatever. And God kept leading me in other directions. He was leading me, leading me, leading me, leading me over here. And I kept, I couldn't understand why, like, why, why, why? But the end justified it all because now I'm where I am and I'm the happiest in a career that I've ever been in. I am doing great work. I feel so good about the work that I do and I'm so happy with it. And to, to where, you know, when they say, when you find something you love is not considered doing work. So, and that's kind of how I feel. Like I don't consider it real work because I'm so happy with what I do. I love interacting with these babies. I love seeing them grow. I love seeing them learn and prosper and develop into to more than what they were when I met them. And it, it's a beautiful feeling. So it fulfills me and I'm happy with it. I didn't understand why he was moving me the way he was moving me, but now I get it and I understand it and I'm grateful for it. So sometimes we just have to stop questioning everything that God puts before us and just do it. Trust his process. His process is better than any process you could come up with. So trust his process and change that mindset as a part of your spring cleaning and tell yourself, you know what, I'm not going to fight God on everything. I'm going to trust God's will. I'm going to trust his way. And I'm going to go the way he leads me to go with an open heart and an open mind to accept whatever comes to me, because I know God is not going to put more on me than I can bear. And just trust that. Okay. Um, as we continue to clean out our closets, we must also cleanse our spiritual closets. For some, this may be difficult if you are not ready to purify your hearts or if you are not ready to admit your sins, meaning taking accountability for your wrongdoings. Your spiritual closet is to confess your sins before God. Psalms, the 32nd chapter, verses three through five, speaks to the heaviness that weighs weighs us down by keeping sin locked inside, but how acknowledging and confessing our sins to the Lord frees us from that burden because God forgives us. This is an example of why we should also learn to clean out the bitterness and unforgiveness we have stored up against others. Okay, so before I go any further, I want to just touch real quick on the taking accountability, cleansing out your closet, your spiritual closet, purifying your hearts, 
and admitting your sins, admitting your wrongdoings, um, and confessing your sins and repenting. So I know a lot of us think like, well, so-and-so did it to me. So that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like we take that revenge stance or we have done some things that we may not be proud of, but we're not ready to get on our knees and ask forgiveness for it. We're not ready to go before God and lay it all out on the table. And mind you, God already knows it. You know, he already knows what we're doing, or what we've done. So it's just really about us being able to look ourselves in the mirror and hold ourselves accountable for the things we've done. I had to do that um, not so long ago. Uh, one of the things I had to do after my mom passed away was just go before God because I was so trapped in my grief and I felt guilty because I had to be the one to say, okay, let's turn the machines off. And I felt like I killed my mom. I, would, I felt so horrible for having to make that decision and not wanting to make that decision and kept thinking, but what if she wakes up? What if she wakes up? What if she wakes up? And now I'm being told she's never going to wake up. And in my head, I kept saying, no, my mother is stronger than that. She's going to wake up. But I walked around with that guilt and that guilt kept me in grief. And I had to get on my knees and go to God. And I remember I was repenting and confessing things from when I was five years old, right? Like, why was I going back that far? But I just felt like I needed to cleanse myself, that that was the only way I was going to be able to get forgiven for saying, okay, we could turn the machines off, Um that was the only way God was going to forgive me is if I repented everything. So that's exactly what I did. I got on my knees and everything I could think of, I repented. Um, signing her name on a bad report card or whatever it was, like I just repented for every single thing. And I confessed all them sins. And I remember after doing that, I felt so exhausted almost like drained like I slept on the floor because I was in my little prayer room and on my knees and talking to God and I remember when I got done I fell asleep on the floor and I woke up feeling for the first time since my mother had passed that I was breathing so just in that repenting in that confessing my sins into giving it over to God it lightened me it took that burden off of me. It, it took that weight that was holding me down off of me. And it lifted, it lifted me up a little bit. And I felt a lot lighter. And I remember that day that when I woke up, I actually got up and started doing certain things. And each day I was able to do more and more and move around more. And I noticed that I wasn't being weighed down by the guilt of losing my mom. I wasn't, it wasn't there. God had forgiven me. So now it was up to me to forgive myself and move forward. And so, you know, take that time. I know it's not always easy to face yourself in the mirror and admit to your wrongs and admit to the things that you may have said or done to hurt somebody else. But it's important that you do it. It's important that you get on your knees and you do those things in front of God and, and you lay that at your father's feet and allow him to forgive you so you can then in turn forgive yourself and move forward in a healthier way. Um, 
So when we are talking about um, letting go of bitterness and unforgiveness we have stored up against others, we need to release it so we could lift that weight. Toss out those bags that fill our addicts. Um, as it says in Hebrews 12, 1, strip off every weight that slows us down. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the 31st verse through the 32nd verse says, rid yourself of bitterness, rage, and anger in every form of malice to forgive others as Christ forgave us. God forgives us every time we go to him and say, God, please forgive me. I'm so sorry that I did this. So for everything that you repent or you confess, God is going to forgive you of that sin, especially if you're going to him with a sincere heart and a sincere mind. And you're really serious about releasing that burden of that sin. God is going to forgive you for that. So we have to learn how to forgive others who have wronged us and hurt us. We have to learn how to let that bitterness go. Because what if God stayed bitter with us? What if he was like, oh, Michelle, I am going to hold a grudge and I'm going to stay bitter towards you because you did such and such. And I don't care that you asked me for forgiveness. I'm not going to let this go. I would be in a horrible place if God took that stance with me. And I get that it's not easy to, to let things go. Trust me, I understand more than you know that this cleanse is not easy. It's not easy to cleanse yourself of hurt and anger and rage and pain and bitterness. It's not easy to let things go all the time. I really do understand that. I was holding on to um, so much before my mom passed. And then after she passed, I was like even more angry or even more bitter. And I didn't want to share in the forgiving process with those people. I didn't want to let it go. I wanted to be angry. But then as I was repenting and confessing my sins, I had to realize that if God can forgive me, then I have to be able to forgive others. Now, am I going to these people, picking up the phone, having a face-to-face -face conversation saying, hey girl, hey dude, I forgive you? No, I'm not doing that. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm not doing that. I don't even know if it's required for me to do that. And if it is, I'm asking God to help me with that process. But what I was able to finally do is say, Lord, please release that from me. Please take that away from me. Please teach me, Lord, how to let it go. How to let go of the anger, the hurt, the bitterness, the, the, the unwillingness to forgive. Please allow me to let that go and show me, Jesus, how to move forward in a more forgiving manner. Show me how to let it go and move forward better. And I kept praying that prayer, meditating on it. And then one day I realized that I had went the whole day and that thought, that anger, that rage did not come into my mental. It wasn't there. And then when I realized it, I said, oh my God, I didn't think about that at all today. I was fine. I felt happier. Lord, please give me more days like this. And at one, at some point in time, I was able to stand in the mirror and look at myself and talk to God and say, Lord, I forgive this person, that person, these people. 
I forgive them for the hurt. I forgive them for the abandonment. I forgive them for the, their lack of fight, their, their lack of um, concern and so forth. Like I forgive them for it, Lord Jesus. And I wish them the best in their lives. I pray that you are a part of their daily lives, that you are a part of helping them to see and recognize their wrongs and that they have been able to come to you for forgiveness. And Lord, I pray that you forgive them. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to help me to continue in the forgiving process, not only for them, but for myself. Because after I was able to forgive them, I had to ask God to please bless me with forgiveness for myself for holding on to that for so long, for letting it take such a big control of my life and of me and my thoughts. And once I was able to actually release it and let it go and to forgive, I realized that my relationship with God was stronger than I thought it was. And that um, on my journey, God has helped me tremendously. I realized that God's friendship is amazing because he wanted to be involved in all areas of my life, no matter how big, how small, how significant, how petty, how minute, whatever, God just wanted to be involved in every moment of my life. And by me praying and meditating and having these conversations with God through, throughout the day, what it really did for me is provided me with a daily refreshing, a daily cleanse for my spirit. So every day that I'm able to, to have that conversation with God, to look in that mirror, to get on my knees and pray and meditate, and to just be real honest and, and real with my Lord and Savior, I know that he's given me a new refreshing. It's almost like, um, you know, when you spray the little refreshener on your face and it just makes it refreshes your skin and opens your pores and whatever like it is like that for me it's a real refreshing it's like drinking a cool glass of iced tea on a hot summer day it's refreshing um each and every day that I get to have those conversations with God it's a it's a refreshing of my spiritual cleanse it keeps it everything flowing the way it should be flowing. There's no blockage. There's no backup, no backing up in my system or anything like that. Everything is fresh. So um, in your spiritual cleanse, please take that time, release those things and let it go and ask God to help you with that. Um, after my mom's death, a part of me felt as if I couldn't enjoy life anymore. I began, I was feeling guilty, like I stated. I was feeling guilty um, because I was the one who had to make the call to turn the machines off. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to turn them off. I kept thinking she was going to wake up. My mom is the strongest person I know in this world. She's stubborn as an ox. This is not going to take her out. Hazel going to wake up. That's what I kept telling myself. So um, the revelation that she wasn't going to wake up was just more than I wanted to handle. So that guilt sat there on me. And because that guilt was sitting there on me, I was feeling like I couldn't be happy. 
I couldn't enjoy life. Like, how can I be happy and enjoy life when I'm the one who told, who killed my mom? Like, that's the thought that I was walking around with. I killed my mom. There's no way I deserve happiness. I don't deserve peace. I don't deserve good things anymore in my life. And I just, I don't deserve it. So because I was walking around with that guilt, um, anytime something good would happen to me, I was afraid to rejoice in it because I kept thinking like, oh, God gonna take it away anyway because I don't deserve this happiness. So I'm not gonna be happy. I'm not going to rejoice in this moment. I'm not going to celebrate this because God is just going to take it away because I don't deserve that happiness, right? But in my transformation in this journey, um, what I came across was Psalms, the 28th chapter and the seventh verse, which says that the Lord is my strength and my shield and that my and that my heart leaps for joy and will give thanks to him always. Psalms, the 126th chapter, second verse says, our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with joy. The Lord has done great things for them, for us all. So in reading those, it made me realize like, you know what, God doesn't want me to be unhappy. He doesn't want me to be sad. He doesn't want me to think that I don't deserve happiness. And um, I had to realize that, you know, my mother's leaving was God's will. It was her time. And yes, I know you had to make that call and, and pull that plug. And it was a hard thing to do, but it was in God's will. And instead of me questioning God and thinking that I don't deserve happiness, as we talked about earlier, don't question God, just follow the plan and be obedient to it. I had to do that. I had to realize that, you know what, I just have to be obedient to God's will. And that was his will. It was her time to go. She had worked hard. She sacrificed everything. She gave her best. She did her job. And God was able to say, well done, my my humble and faithful servant, well done, come on home. And that's a good thing. Like it's nothing to be upset about or, or down about. It's a good thing that she came, God blessed this earth with Hazel Elizabeth Ratcliffe and she was able to fulfill God's purpose. And when she was done, he called her home to rest. So she didn't have to ache. She didn't have any pain. She didn't have no worries no more. She is able to be at, in heaven in one of his many mansions that he promised to her and she is okay. So it's okay for you to be okay. That's what I had to understand and realize. And through those scriptures in the book of Psalms, I was able to start understanding like, hey, you're taking things so, you're taking your life so seriously now. Like now you don't want to laugh. You don't want to jump for joy. You don't want to sing a happy song. Like you don't want to watch Disney. And if you know me, you know, I love Disney. It is my happy place. Like a kid. Yes. I still watch my Disney cartoons and movies. It's my happy spot. So for me not to even be able to watch the Lion King, and I'm talking about the original version, because I don't care for the other one. But anyway, for me not to be able to watch The Lion King and find the joy in it and to, to watch Beauty and the Beast and 
dance and sing the songs with they like it was like what is wrong with you there is an a real problem right now and it was because i was taking everything so serious after she passed away that i didn't know how to smile i didn't know how to be happy and everything that was a smile or appeared happy was fake it was the mask and i talked to you guys before about peeling off that mask i put the mask on to be what i felt the people around me needed me to be but on the inside I was none of those things because I was broken and those scriptures helped me rebuild that happiness it helped me realize like you know what it's okay for me to be happy like if God is blessing you with these things why aren't you happy about these blessings why aren't you singing joyful 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 when God is blessing you and he's clearly showing you that he's not angry at you, that he has forgiven you for everything that you've confessed, everything that you've repented for, you've been on your knees crying, like God has scooped you up and wrapped you in his arms and said, I got you and you are not happy about that that's a problem. So I had to get to that centered place where I could say, Lord Jesus, please help me be okay with being happy. Help me be okay with a true genuine smile, a true genuine laughter. Help me be myself again. The girl who cracked jokes and laugh about stuff and don't take things so serious. Like help me be that person. And over time, God has worked with me and he's given me back my smile. He's given me back that joy. He's given me back that peace. He's helped me to see that it's okay to laugh and to enjoy life. So part of my cleansing was learning how to enjoy life, how to be a part of life again. So as I cleansed out the negative thoughts, and move the baggage out of my head and all of those hateful things and the guilt and so forth. Once I was able to start moving that baggage out, I was able to bring in new clean things, new positive thoughts, new things to help regenerate and re-revitalize who I was and who I am as an individual. And the more I learn about myself, the better I feel about who God created me to be. So as I leave you with the thoughts of spring cleaning and your spiritual cleanse, just remember that as you're cleaning out your actual closet, clean your spiritual closet out as well. And you do that by picking up your Bibles, confessing your sins, letting go of your bitterness and forgiving those who hurt you changing your thought process and speaking good into your life. Laugh at yourself. Learn to enjoy the life that you are blessed with. And remember that God loves you and he will cleanse you and create in you a new heart and a right spirit. We just only have to go to him and ask. Ask him for his guidance. Ask him for the steps. Ask him each and every day to continuously to work with you and to build that in you that you need to be right within yourself right within your spirit okay and when those negative thoughts try to seep in because you know they will because that's his job to keep you in a negative place but when those negative spirits start to try to creep into your thought process and and your behaviors and your mindset 
Go to God right then and there. Don't wait till you get home. Stop whatever you're doing in that moment and say, I will not succumb to your negative thoughts. I will only give praise to my Lord Jesus who blesses my life each and every day. And you walk on that. You stand firm on that. And you be in that moment and you will notice that those negative moments and those negative thoughts will decrease over time. They will decrease more and more to the point where they're not even going to be a part of your world anymore. Your first thoughts will be positive. Your middle thoughts will be positive. Your ending thoughts will be positive because they will all be rooted in Jesus. Okay, so again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you hit the bell to subscribe. Um, make sure you like, leave comments, and reach out to me at any time. Um, faithfullyher at gmail.com, faithfullyher on Instagram, faithfullyher Facebook. Okay, thank you again for tuning in and for checking in with me. And I wish you all a blessed week in Christ. Love you. Bye bye.